everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks, episode 171. You're Liana Samsara, Star Sound Astrology, and I'm so excited because this has been this long-awaited guest appearance. Two of my cohorts from Nightlight Astrology are here with us today, Rachel Middleton and Lindsay Natal. Um, and so, yay, girls! I'm so excited to, to uh, have the have you guys here. We've talked about this and had to I know, schedule and reschedule with all the Mercury retrograde madness, but um, we're here. And uh, today we're going to uh, talk about um, a subject that's very near to all of our hearts, and that is, and certainly seen in the news with um, Uranus and Taurus and everything happening in Yellowstone and fires and such. And we're looking at the astrology of that and what we could, um, you know, and how we can use these uh, transits powerfully. But before I get into all that, I just wanted to in introduce you um, each. So um, how about we start with, with you, Lindsay? Um, and uh, we're, you know, how you, I always love to ask everybody, you know, how you found astrology. I know we all found each other through Achuta's Nightlight Astrology and it's been awesome, but you know, just a little bit about yourself. And, and by the way, um, Lindsay's got this awesome channel. So I'm going to be putting the link to that below. And, and she's going to be do she does great work. I mean, I'm inspired by your editing skills and everything else. <laughs> but, Thank you so much. Thank you so much for, for having, uh, having both of us for having us here. I'm so excited to talk to both of you. You two are definitely stars from Nightlight. I'm um, I remember just being on the calls with both of you guys and both of you standing out so strongly as excellent astrologers. And um, as far as me, I got into astrology because honestly, my, my husband's from Italy and his mom is an astrologer. And we've been together for 25 years now. My husband and I, we met when we were babies. And so, <laughs> we, we met long, long ago. And um, But I remember she didn't speak any English, but she would look, look at these charts with these you know, circles and symbols and all these weird things. And she would be able to speak truth to people um, through translation, but she would know things about complete strangers. She has some psychic abilities as well, but this ability to look at symbols and not know, even like be just from a different culture for everything and just be able to pinpoint things she knew about people fascinated me. And I couldn't, I couldn't figure out how she did it. Um, fast forward some years and I started getting into astrology myself. I started off with evolutionary astrology because she didn't speak English. I couldn't really learn from her. So, and I didn't speak Italian at the time. So we couldn't really connect in that way um, because of the language barrier. So I had to find my own, my own teachers. And I did that myself. And my first one, I remember deciding, I think it was probably about eight or nine years ago now, where I just said, okay, I need to pick a teacher. And it was Stephen Forrest. And I didn't know at the time, but my, he lives in Borrego and I live in San Diego, he lives in Borrego Springs, California. And my stepdad had actually gotten a reading from this guy named Steven. And then when I figured out it was Stephen Forrest, I'm like, what? You got a reading from Stephen Forrest? So uh, I really loved Stephen Forrest at my beginning of my, my journey because he's just a great entry with his writing. His writing is so, um, mm. you know evocative and it's very entertaining. So uh, I made it an appointment to see him. So I had my first astrology reading from Stephen Forrest and that was a really cool experience going wow. to Borrego. <laughs> and um, yeah, and uh, also I had been listening to podcasts and stuff myself trying to learn. And I heard about this astrologer named Adam Ellenboss. And that's when he was before Achuta Baba Das. 
And um, I was listening to him talk and it just stayed in my mind. And then when 2020 came along, um, my parents-in-law were actually here with me at my house and um, they were they were here visiting and they're from Milan. And that's where all of the disaster started in Europe for COVID. Oh, right. And right. so, but they came right before they came in uh, at right at the end of February of 2020. Oh, and so they were actually stuck here um, for like four months. They couldn't go back. And sorry, this is a long story, but the, the, this is how I got back into it. Um, and then I, I was with her and we were just talking like we could we could communicate better. But I said, I really need to understand astrology for myself. And I was really listening to a lot of Achuta's videos and it was really resonating with me with the philosophy. So I did the two years of Hellenistic astrology and I met you guys. Oh, and that's awesome. that brings us up to where we are now. Wow, can you imagine a world, this is the world I'm creating where your mother-in-law knows astrology, right? <laughs> you know, no more mother-in-law jokes. <laughs> you can joke about other things, but that's awesome. Wow, wow, wow. Well, cool. And how about you, my dear? Rachel, by the way, I mean, we have, Rachel, you were like, to me, you know, you, it's funny. I, can I just say something? You guys, I would listen to you on the weekly. Um, so everybody, we had these every week. We pretty much every week we met. It was like two hour class. And I would listen to you guys. You were like stars. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I could do, I, you know, they're so smart. Can I do this? And, you know, can I, I mean, they're just like, they're like flipping it off. And I'm sitting there going, okay, I have like Mercury in the 12th house. It takes me time to digest ideas, you know, <laughs> slow learner. Right. And I'm like, and you're like zipping and whipping. And I'm like, man, I don't know, <laughs> but I'm just, I'm using them as inspiration. <laughs> so it's funny how you see it differently, but anyway, that's who you are for me. And I have to also say, before Rachel gives her little spiel, Rachel, I, I know we, I am started my class, by the way, and, um, you know, which is great. We got off to a great start. And if people still want to jump in, the first, you know, they're being recorded and we have a great little group. Um, and I have to say this, this lady here, this Rachel Middleton, you can thank her, anybody who's in this class and just, you have to thank Rachel, not me, <laughs> because it was, it weren't for you. I, you gave me, you have given me so much inspiration. Now I'm going to cry, even though I have waterproof mascara, but you've been so great. And I'm so, um, yeah, it's, it's because of you. So just wanted to share that. Thank you. That's so sweet. I uh, definitely don't think I deserve the credit, um, but I will uh, definitely take the compliment. I appreciate that. Um, it, you know, so we were all in a study group together during the class, but then after the class ended, you know, the, 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 the best thing I feel about sometimes the classes is the students and the peers. I'm not taking anything away from the wonderful teaching of Achuta, which we all respect and love. Um, but definitely like our class size was so huge. I was like also on lockdown with an, like, was I, okay. So I had Benny, I had I had Benny during, Benny is my baby who's going to turn two and I'm trying to figure out if I was pregnant or if I had already had him and he was a little baby when I started the class because I, I don't remember my mom brain is like cut but um, anyway, let me just answer your first question which how did I get into astrology, I got into astrology super hardcore January 3rd 2007, I just like what woke up that morning I had always kind of like 
known about astrology because my mother was super into astrology. Uh, it's cool that we all have, like, both of us have like, a, there's so many things that we have in common as parallel lives. Uh, we both organic farmers on opposite coasts, both do all sorts of weird shit, both have a mother and in, uh, inspiration with astrology. A lot of the time, like we, we were like dressed the same in class and stuff. It's so funny. Um, but anyway, so uh, I had always like really been curious about it, but like I didn't really get it and I could never retain it. And then that morning I woke up, uh, I was also in the midst of like a severe like personal crisis time. The transits of the time was Uranus at that time was also, it was Uranus Jupiter square, but it was on the angles of my chart. I'm a Virgo rising and Jupiter was in Sag on my IC and Uranus was exactly on my fucking. Um, oh, no language. Sorry. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. Yeah, we have the Disney Channel here. You know, so. <laughs> it's appropriate. It's an appropriate bleep, and I'll, I forgive it. It was Uranus on my descendant by transit, square Jupiter. So I was having a lot of like shit go down, and sorry, in my <laughs> life. Um, one of the gifts was I started studying astrology. Um, and it was like, I just was ravenous for it. Like, and my linguistic switch was like flipped. And I started studying that day on my own in my lair, my office, like on astro.com point and click charts for like six to eight hours every day since then, like still continuously. And of course my repertoire expanded. I started going to my local astrology group my first reading was from Rob Hand that I got as like a, um, like a, like a lotto win out of the, my first meeting that I attended. And then I sat right next to Jeffrey Brock, who would be my first astrology teacher. I went to his live classes at his house. Um, so I started off studying modern astrology, what you would consider modern astrology, because when I started studying really Hellenistic was Project Hindsight things. I heard about that when I went to my first UAC concert, but I concert no conference it is like a concert um but like that didn't really come to my attention the whole hellenistic revival all that till um i had been studying astrology for a long time already but i did start studying really in earnest hellenistic astrology with achuda and then as you girls know i am a ravenous astrology student i'm currently a super hardcore vibrational astrology devotee and student i'm also like you know, I, I incorporate it all because it all works and it's seamless yeah. and it do doesn't bother me with my insane mercury to have all that. Like <laughs> in insane mercury. You're so funny. Yeah. So yeah, that's, you, you do. I, love you it well. I, I do practice astrology somewhat, but because I have a lot of domestic responsibilities right now, I'm not too much doing readings. I'm just doing, um, you know, like just, but I do use it as, you know, I've been an organic farmer also, and I've used it like really practically. Um, so it's just like a part of my, my everyday, everything. And it's, uh, you know, I love it. Astrology. And you are, and you're a great writer. As a matter of fact, um, your, um, it's iheartastrology.net is your website and medium.com. You also have, people can read your writing on that on medium.com. Correct. Yes. If Member on Medium. It's a member-only publication on Medium, iHeart Astrology. But then through my website, iHeartAstrology.net, there's links to a lot of the Medium articles that you can go and access. Um, and uh, and I'm going to be, you know, hopefully launching um, some other things on the website. But just, you know, whatever. Cool. Yeah, coming soon. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. And Lindsay's website is um, uh, the channel is El Natal 
N-A-T-A-L-E, astrology. Yeah, El Natale. My, my, it's Natale. Yeah, so my, I have two channels. I have El Natale astrology, and then I also have a garden channel. So that's El Natale gardening. So I used to do both of those things intertwined, but I decided to split this, the conjoined twins into two. So I have two channels. That happened during Mercury retrograde. Twins, right? Two channels. (laughs) Um, Well, and you mentioning farmers jumping into that, um, moving into Uranus and Taurus. So yeah, I mean, how lucky am I that to find not only my beloved cohorts, but they're both organic farmers. And they're and we're all all of us are very impassioned about this transit of Uranus and the sign of Taurus. It's, it's halfway, it's halfway through, it's a little more than halfway through its um, transit, you know, it's what, eight, 17 degrees right now. So a little, little past that 15 point, but it is going to retrograde at the end of August. And I believe that it is, um, let's see, I, I think it's any day now, it will, cr- I don't say it was in July 7th, it's going to enter um, 18 degrees of, um, 18 degrees of Taurus. So um, when you when you look at that, it's like, okay, uh, why is that important? Because that's where it's going to retrograde. So it's entering this kind of little shadow zone. And so the things that are coming up during that, uh, when that, and when it's in that degree is gonna be kind of like a preview of what we have to look at and revise and you know, re- rethink uh, our progress um, with Uranus and Taurus. and. Um, Right now, obviously, I think the loudest conversation around Uranus and Taurus has been the food supply and the environment. And everybody, you know, has been talking about this with supply. First, it was like the supply chain and out of the pandemic, but now it's just more than that. And, um, you know, our, our comfort zone is being, you know, very much thrown up in the air. And so, um, you know, when it's going to retrograde at 18 degrees and and then go backward into February, I want to say it's five months, so it'll be um, January. So during that time, you know, Uranus in retrograde, it's going to be, it's it's just, you know, we we at least get a chance to, you know, rethink things and maybe our progress with all this. Um, But I know with, with Yellowstone, for example, you know, the Yellowstone River, it's like, oh, goodness, you know, that was... Uh, this this is happening right now, and it's I don't see it going away. We we have these serious environmental problems, but you know the good news is we don't have to fear monger, and we we don't want to fear monger. What I love about astrology is that we get to see the big picture, but then also um, the ability to knowing the the archetypes that we can create um, empowering solutions. So I don't know if either of you wanted to speak to that. Yeah, I would love to speak to that. Um, Uranus in Taurus is really uh, personal to me. I have uh, Uranus opposition. And so that Uranus really, I, to add to my astrology story, I had a friend that was going in 2018. She came to me and she's like, my whole life is changing. I'm, I don't know what's going on. And she was having, this is what really brought me into astrology because she needed my help. And she's like, why is my life turning upside down? And she had um, Uranus entering her first house. 
And it was her whole life. And I looked it up and I was like getting so into it. I'm like, okay, your, your whole life, your, your family might change. Your personality might change. Your body might change. It was like all these things. And she is more changed than anybody I've ever met. She, she's, it's incredible. Her life just did a flip. So this Uranus, it really, it really is like my, my spirit animal. <laughs> like my token. I, love, I love Uranus. So um, yes. And I actually do have Uranus in the first house as well. I'm a Scorpio rising. So this, and I have Venus in the first house too. So all of this is really personal to me. Um, and, and this is when I started my channel as well was it, it's based on these nodes. It's based on the Scorpio and Taurus, these two, you know, energies where Uranus is pulling and changing things in our world where the Taurus is what we want stable. It's what we want growing. It's life. And Scorpio is where things need to be reset, readjusted. Um, it's the it's the fertilizer. It's what needs to die. And so these things pulling on each other, there's something that needs to die in order for something to live. So right now with all these supply chains, with all these things happening in the environment, we can look and see that a lot of the problems are going to be coming down to what is coming out of the earth, like minerals and um, oil and natural gas. And all these things are, are getting uh, disrupted and the prices are going sky high. And now we don't really think about it much, most people, but all those things are the basis of everything else. Everything that comes from the earth is where we get our supplies, our food, our clothes, our books, our, you know, furniture, everything comes from the earth. And so, uh, and minerals and things like that. So when, when we see the earth, like with you talking about Yellowstone, you, you're mentioning how Yellowstone is, you know, it, it's someplace we like to go for peace right? We think of Yellowstone, we think of the buffaloes, we think of these beautiful blue waters and things like that. And when it, when the things that we go to for peace and serenity, those things are reacting as well. It's like, it's like, wake up guys. You know, it, the earth is not here just for you to keep, you know, take, 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 take. We need to have something that we're giving back to the earth to fertilize it as well. We can't just keep reaping, reaping, reaping without, you know, providing something back. Yeah. And, and um, in terms of like the, um, with this retrograde, what do you think, um, what, how do you feel might be, especially you being a farmer, right? You see it firsthand, uh, you know, um, and by the way, uh, you've made the funniest videos. You guys got to check out this video that she made in the spring. She had sheep, Lindsay had sheep, <laughs> and then you brought in sheep and you're like, oh, this is going to be great on my farm. And then that didn't work out. That was kind of a Uranus and Taurus personal experience. Yes. It was, what happened when the sheep got on the property? It was a wake up call for sure. And that was based, based on this Uranus and Taurus ideas, because I do have avocado grove. We have a hundred plus trees of avocados and they do require a lot of fertilizer. And a lot of the, um, the fertilizers, they come from these countries that are like the, most of the potash that the world uses is from Russia. Guess what's happening? Not, not coming through. A lot of the things like the, 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 the um, animal products and stuff like that, they're not, coming, they're not coming anymore from these places because of sanctions, et cetera. So guess what's going to happen? Fertilizer is going to be difficult to find, difficult to utilize the fertilizer that we don't have. We need fertilizer to grow things, right? That's scorpionic. But what happened for me is I thought, well, if I can't buy it, maybe I can bring in some animals. And it was good in theory, but I didn't understand sheep well enough. And the sheep <laughs> did not understand. I thought 
that they would just be eating all the grass and making their fertilizer and fertilizing naturally. And I thought, oh, this is so grand, so smart. And what they ended up doing is coming in and eating all the avocados and the babies and the leaves. And it was just, oh, it was a a big experience. But you had a personal experience of Uranus and Taurus, the upset with the food supply, your own avocado. Oh my god. Yeah. Just being eaten like Pac-Man. Like right. Yeah, yeah. So bad. By the way, I just want to say, guys, you know, Rachel has two babies at home, and that's another reason why I love her so much. She can balance so many things. So I told her it's fine if you need to jump off and assist. And it's like this is live coverage. This is this is exactly what we're talking about. Uranus and Taurus is like, you know, there's interruptions, and then we just go with the flow. And that's a new, when you think about Taurus, like a new value, a very new radical value system is like, let's be real. And like, we don't have to, you know, when you think about Venus being the uh, domicile ruler, um, you know, Venus ruling Taurus being like, oh, this, this facade and this glamorous, everything's perfect and beautiful. It's like, no, wait a minute, you know, I've got kids that need help and, and we're just gonna be real with each other. So we're actually showing this very, you know, it's live coverage. Of you it's life. Many, life is beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Anything you wanted to say, Rachel, about um, about Uranus and Taurus or your experience of it? Oh, muted. Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm trying to readjust my my thing here. Sorry. Um, yeah. You know what? I also have Uranus and uh, Scorpio, which. According to <laughs> what? Am I muted? Really? No, no, no. Me too. No, no. Like oh, something no, no. else we have in common. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I've read that it is actually an exalted placement according to um, esoteric astrology. I think it was in is- Isabella Hickey's book gives it that. Um, so yeah, so that would mean wow. it's not very in uh, by by default, then it would be in fall in um, Taurus. And that makes sense because, you know, Uranus, um, not to get into an argument about uh, d- dignity for outer planets, but like if taking that as a given, um, it would mean like, it would make sense that, you know, the things that Uranus represents are not very um, kind of antithetical to Taurus as a sign. And like, the, like we don't want disruptions in the food supply. We don't want disruptions in like our energy supply. And, you know, being fixed earth, when there are disruptions, it can be like, because of that resistance, you know how they say sometimes if you get into an accident and you're like passed out, you survive better because your body doesn't like um, try to resist the crash. Mm -hmm. So um, it's like, there's too much resistance in Taurus for Uranus not to cause problems. If um, the VA vibrational astrology um, interpretation of Uranus is that it's the pulse of the present moment. And I love that um, mm, yeah. because, and, and now Saturn in the VA, um, you know, interpretation is the things that survive beyond death. So Saturn actually is a lot more future oriented in a way than um, Uranus from a VA perspective. Now these two energies in square still, you know, whether you look at it from whatever kind of perspective, you could see that there's a conflict because, um, or some kind of uncomfortable adjustment that needs to be made with, um, you know, being totally in the moment and, and responding to the demands of that. And then thinking about like 
what is going to survive into like the future after you're dead and gone. Um, so just concerns of each of those things in people's personal lives. And also like now we're like, oh gosh, you know, it's like Anne and grasshopper time for that like old fable where it's like, if what we're doing right now is going to cause immediate Saturnian consequences, like immediate as far as like Saturn can be like um, next season, we may not have enough, you know, things like that in agriculture happen all the time. Like the reason why farmers and like sick people that pay attention to cycles are so like, I mean, I got into growing my own food when I was really young because before I even started studying astrology, because I had like a very deep intuition that the food system, like I'm a cancer with a Virgo moon and a Virgo rising. And I have like a lot of, um, like food is important to me, like, uh, and especially from like, a, I want to have like control over my own food source. Like, I like to cook my own food. I like to, you know, it's so it's totally like based on my distrust of the system that I like created some kind. So, but the one thing I want to say about that is like, I've done a lot of work with teaching other people how to grow their own food in the schools and the different like, um, projects that I've been involved in through the years. And uh, it's so much easier than you think. You do not even have to have a green thumb. And this is the way that I think Uranus and Taurus could be best experienced by people is if they get into the present moment of wherever they're at on the earth. Like we were talking before when we started, before I started filming about like, like what the benefits of like touching the dirt and maybe even like one of my herbalism teachers talks about eating dirt for real, like as a way to like be medicinal. Um, like you need it for certain like imbalances. Like it's, it's a real like thing to um, like take a present place where you're at on the earth and tap into it in a way that is like, it just could be totally uncomfortable. It probably will be given the affairs of the whole fucking world right now. Excuse me again. Oh my God. So the doorway of like fear of the future is to get really involved in the present, I think is the message between that Uranus and Taurus, because Taurus really is in the present moment. Also, that's the weird thing that they have in common if you use the VA interpretation, because Taurus, when it gets on its groove, you can't get out. It's like it's stuck in a centrifugal. And that's the thing that is like, you have to be willing to get unstuck from whatever rut is no longer that you need an upgrade from. And that's like, the kind of missing link key that you need in order to kind of ride the high side, I think, of Uranus here. Mm. Oh, I love that. That's well said. The, uh, I love that when you said about the present moment, I think if there's one takeaway people could get from this podcast today is, yes, being in that present moment. Um, and that, and, and don't worry, you know, about what, okay, what didn't happen in the past, like, forget, okay, you know, you could get angry and complain around oh we should have had electric cars and 60 years ago it's like okay but we can't go there you know we're here we're now and then how do we deal with this and then in our own lives too it's like what did or didn't happen it's just be here now like that's Ramdas was always mm -hmm. be here now and that, and by the way just to because you mentioned about the dirt um so we were on we were chatting everybody before I pushed the record button and what I was saying was that I was in the garden a lot this morning and how that helped me because I hadn't been gardening and spending a lot of time taking in, in my just very bare maintenance but today I spent more time and what a difference and I had just gone through a, a, I had been very depressed the last couple of weeks I had gone through a 
big ordeal with one of my cats and I thought I would have to put him down. It was this whole thing, right? Um, coming out of the eclipse season, that's a whole other story. But what, what I wanted to share and what, what Rachel's referring to is that I was put my hands in the dirt and it felt really good. And I remembered this article I read that it's actually a cure for depression, the microbes in the soil. And so I actually took my hands and I rubbed them in the dirt and I rubbed them together and I could just feel the grains on my hands and it felt so good. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's like quick little thing, go outside and rub your hands in the dirt. It's like, you know, it's, you don't have to go to a doctor. You don't have to get a prescription necessarily, not being a doctor here, but just saying, you know, earth doctor, <laughs> you know, yeah, you're honest and Taurus. Yeah. I do have another thing I wanted to bring up about Uranus and Taurus and the destabilization. There's like two other elements that I think are really critical and they're going to get more and more prevalent. They're going to be more and more in the mainstream. It's just at the beginning of it. But um, now that Uranus has been there, it leaves in 2026. It's been there since 2018. It's right in its, its midstream, right? So um, I think if you remember maybe a year or two ago, I'm not sure if you guys follow, but uh, for building supplies, there was a huge issue with building supplies. Wood was extremely expensive, just any sort of timber to build anything. And then it was impossible to get supplies to build houses because the supply chain, a lot of things come from China or a lot of places that you know we rely on to get all these things, like even as far as um, the um, appliances in the home to have computers, chips and stuff like that, because all of that was going towards the um, things that they needed to help people survive, you know, through the respirators. So that happened first, but then housing took this huge, uh, huge there was no inventory, right? right? Because nobody was allowed to be kicked out of houses. So there was all sorts of this, 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 this really strange holding pattern, which is very Taurus, right? Just keeping, staying in one spot, very, very stuck. static, really yeah. very stuck. And so what happened was where I live, it's ridiculous how much houses cost um, a brand new house. I just, we went and looked at some model, model homes, just, they're just track houses, nothing, no, nothing special in them. Uh, 1800 square feet, they're $1.6 million. Oh my God. With a 20 foot yard. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's ridiculous yeah. to me because there was no inventory. So basically all these builders, they've, there's going to be 1.6 million houses coming online and apartments, new ones. At the same time, we're going to have this huge housing crash. Like there's going to be this, this is, Uranus is going to be mixing all this house. It's just these last few years, anything that's been destabled, you know, illuminated, liberated, rebel, revolutionized, it's Uranus happening through this Taurus. So we're going to have this massive amount of inventory in houses and people still want a high amount of money, but now the interest rates are too high for people to get loans, especially someplace where like where I live, it's just impossible. So I feel like there's going to be a lot of that Uranus and Taurus story. It's going to be a housing crash, a big housing bubble pop. The other thing that um, I wanted to talk about was the de-dollarization, which is, I think yeah. it's, it's connecting to the Pluto return. So I think all these things together are creating this, you know, big witch's brew of a disaster coming in some ways. Now, not like you said, not to be fear mongering, but this is what's nice to know is that we can preemptively understand what's coming. So it's not so shocking. It's not so jarring. It's uh, something that we can work with this energy and flow. So the de destabilization and the de-dollarization, which is happening from China and Russia, not to get too political, but that's happening right now. And the petrodollar is being eliminated. 
So right. the, the dollar is going to be losing a lot of its power in the reserve currency. So we're going to be seeing a lot of stuff like that coming through too. And that's Taurus, which is money, and Uranus, which you know is liberation, it's destabilization. But I think we're also going to be seeing that because of the Pluto return. And I think also we're going to be seeing uh, in America a, a more of not cryptocurrency is crashing right now, like the standard one. But I think that the United States is going to be bringing in its own type of digital currency like China has done. Mm, so yeah. That yeah, whole that, thing. That's all of it. Yeah. It's the earth. It's currency. It's our value system. It, yeah. It's, it's got many faces. Yeah, and I love definitely. that. I mean, I am so I am very grateful that I know astrology, and this is why I, I know you feel this way too. Sharing astrology with people because it in these uncertain times, this is what's booming. You know, I, I people want that um, the comfort of knowing this is a, a sacred body of knowledge. It's been around thousands and thousands of years, and it has always helped us through anything on planet Earth and just knowing the cycles that you, you know, the, the prevailing winds, like if you're a sailor, right. you know, you just, that's what, that's the key word. Like the, what you're saying is the cycles, because what we don't live long enough as in a human life to understand cycles. So everything that comes, we're like, wait, what? That's jarring. That's not how it's supposed to be. I'm not used to that. We're not supposed to have, you know, de-dollarization. The dollar is the strongest thing in the world, or we're not supposed to have food insecurity or whatever, because we just don't live long enough to see that these are predictable cycles. Mm -hmm. They happen over and over and over again, or even like uh, something like the COVID or anything like that, that comes through every hundred years or so one comes through. We just don't live long enough to remember it. That cycle. You know? the, last, the previous cycle of Uranus and Taurus was I, was it 1935 or 1934 to 1942? And that's when we had the Dust Bowls. Mm -hmm. you, know, oh, yeah. you know, the Grapes of Wrath was written, you know, the John Steinbeck novel, and it was the, in, the, in the Great Plains. And so, you know, mm -hmm. there, here we are again. And, and I, I, I'm telling you, you know, I look at Lake Powell and I, I'm like, especially with you, Lindsay, you're out in San Diego. I'm going, girl, does your water come from the, the Colorado River and the Hoover Dam? And because I know LA is, you know, how many millions of people, tens of 30 million people that live in the LA metro area, they, that's where their water comes from. And the, the water levels, it look, they call it the bathtub ring when you can see the <laughs> water level down. And my God, they, yesterday it said that the Lake Powell's water levels were 27% of what they normally are. And it's like, at what point does this, what does that mean? Oh. Yeah, it's freaky. You're going to say something, Rachel? I was just going to add in your head. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, do you guys ever do water catchment out there at all? I know it's dry. You guys don't get a lot of period. But of what there is, is there any like ability? Because that's very big, uh, you know, in Hawaii, when I went there, I was like, wow, they have like so much. Uh, it's just like, and I, I think there's like, people are going to have to think outside the box and really just let go of the old system, making a comeback and think about how we can take all. I went to an most amazing Carolyn Casey talk one time, and she was talking about the ebbs and flows of like cycles and how when you're on the downswing, there's an ability to build a bridge from like this high point over to the next high point. Mm -hmm. You don't have to ride the thing all the way down if you do the bridge building. It was such a powerful talk. Wow. Um, it was at a UAC convention a long time ago. I, I don't know if I can remember when it was, but um, 
what exactly she was referring to as far as like, but I do think it was a Uranus situation involved in there talking about how, um, you know, to innovate, what we need to do is to, you know, sometimes to, it's like the people that are going to be able to, to make these innovations are the ones that already are in these industries that have all this, like, it, this is the time if you're interested in making a big change to look at the areas where you have expertise and genius and, and mm -hmm. in your own and also the people that are going to make those changes are it does the those are where it's going to come from it's not going to come from the government everybody's like over pluto and capricorn for a little bit longer after it's done everybody's going to be super mistrustful of all the government authorities all those old saturn beasts the new jupiter saturn conjunction was a zero or one uh, aquarius so it's going to be a lot of different types of organizing bodies to think of new ideas and solutions. And we don't have to wait for the old authorities to tell us what to do and to come up with a solution. We don't have to wait for somebody else to answer the food shortage problem. What we actually have to do is take responsibility in our own lives for feeding ourselves. You have to learn how to do sprouts and microgreens because you can do that in a bunker and you can actually survive. And then your food insecurity personally is going to be super alleviated, I promise you. If you realize that you can grow enough food in your backyard really to survive like if you have a yard and then oh i can't i need to form some real community with some people in my life in my and maybe this is actually what my whole soul was really hungry for and like eating this false diet wasn't enough to sustain me anyway and so i'm grateful for this upgrade people have to think differently about the situation if they want to advance into the next wave and get out of this bog down Saturn, Pluto, fear monger, and the Uranus thing is actually offering us an opportunity for an uh, beyond Saturnian type of situation. Yeah. So on um, a listserv that I'm a part of from ISAR this morning, it was the esoteric astrology. If you're an ISAR member, you can get on it, and maybe even not, it's free Pythagorean teachings, and the one that came this morning, and it's like talking about how these outer planets, um, weren't given dignity and stuff like that and weren't included in some of the old schemes but that the ancients have like did know about them through other means and that like the fact that we know about them now is a signal that we're open to some of these like who we are as a people here on the earth today like our ability to like tune in to beyond saturn is great right the fact that we have discovered all of these things are markers in history to show like where we're at collectively and i know a lot of people are really down on the collective consciousness as being like not great and being like super you know it could have been better in the past or whatever and we're not good enough now but i think that there's a huge opportunity for us that are here alive on the earth today to take the advanced like all of our knowledge collectively that we have before it's lost in the computer crash because once that happens yeah it's like that's another thing that's valuable is physical media like records and um books and all this tangible like um taurian um stuff stuff taurus like stuff <laughs> paper uh, paper earth paper you know what when you can I just say something, Rachel? I only Uranus is also astrology. So you see astrology is super popular right now too. And it's with the North Node and it's like like huge increase. And we're applying it to our practical real life things. I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing astrology being talked about like on mainstream media, like uh, getting advice for like advice. <laughs> no, it'll happen. Yeah, yeah it's already happening. We've outsourced so many of our skills, you know, like it, within the last 100 years, we don't know how to do hardly anything. I mean, we're educated in our colleges, we're educated in our schools, but not in anything that's practically useful. There's nothing that I learned in school. I've, I've, I'm, you know, I've been through the university system, et cetera. 
and beyond. And I don't, I, I learn anything that I, I've learned so much more practically just putting my hands in the dirt, watching the moon cycles, understanding that old things need to die and decompose for new things to grow and live. So that's the main, the main, you know, takeaway for me about this time period is we want to hold on so tight, so steadfastly to the old ways, the before, the before times, but they just, they, they're, they're not, able to, they need to be shattered. Those old forms need to be shattered. It's something new to be reformed. And then the fertilization from those old things to the new things, we need to look and see what they were in those old times in order to propel forward, like Rachel was saying. Yeah, I love that. And you know, it's, it's um, yeah. And I remember, it's funny when you were talking earlier, um, it, what flashed across my mind was I had an old boyfriend years ago and he said this, he was, he was a Virgo and um, he, he said that he was earth. It's all about the earth. And I remember him saying, and I never forgot this. And this is so Uranus and Taurus. He said, you know, it's like, um, he said, when you think about it, he loved going to farmer's markets and he loved riding his bike as much as wherever he could um, way more than, than me, you know, wanting to do, you know, in the heat and all that. It's, it didn't matter. You know, he was always so sensitive about the earth and gasoline and such. But he used, he used to say, you know, think about it. You go to a supermarket, you're saying, you know, get your hands in the earth, create your own food. We, we are so far removed from our food supply. We go to a, a and I, all right, I'm thinking what he said was, I have to go, you know, drive a car to get a loaf of bread. He said, I have to move a 2000 pound machine to buy a loaf of bread. Yeah. If that is not the most clarion call, like really think about it, a 2000, you using gasoline from the earth to buy food that's in a plastic bag. This I'm gonna add to this, in a big box store, a big fluorescent box, you know, you think of these supermarkets, you know, cinder block and concrete with fluorescent lights and digital takeout and everything's in plastic. It's like, mm -hmm. ew, like, yeah, this has got to stop. And, and, and that's the other thing too, that plastics are going to be, they're, they're also having, um, you know, there's, there's issues with plastics, the packaging. There's not going to be packaging for things anymore. That that's another thing that's because that's made from plastics, which is coming from natural resources from the earth. So yeah. it's, it, it's all connected, all of it. It's all connected. Yeah. But the solution, the solutions are always there. And the solutions are, where do you find the solutions? Thinking outside the box, being in the moment, futuristic, mm -hmm. coming together. Like you said, you know, CSA, community supported agriculture, um, the gardens, I'm sure there's lots of YouTube videos around fermenting vegetables, uh, gardening, like you, even if you have a small little plot of land, you can garden in pots, or if you're in a, like a city on a, yeah. on a patio, you can grow things in pots. So there's, there's so many solutions and um, to not get caught up in fear. I, you know, I, I say this often to my clients um, in sessions, I said, you know, with, when they have tough Uranus transits and where Uranus is in their chart right now. And I said, you know, Uranus is the great liberator. Mm -hmm. They call it the great liberator. And, and yeah, it can, it's like the bull in the China shop or the, um, you know, that smashes, <laughs> or maybe a better metaphor is like the picnic tablecloth with all the China and the silverware. And then somebody comes and goes and throws it and it all goes flying. And then when it, where, where, where it lands, it's, you're in a better place, even though that initial shock and uncomfortability of the comfort zone happens, but 
we have to know that it's always, you know, it's always for the, for the good. Yeah, the so. answers aren't going to be easy ones. They're going to take a little bit more work, a little bit more thought, ingenuity, the genius level um, thought. It's not going to be the simple answers that we're, that we're used to going for. Like, just let's just go back. Let's do this and do it the way we used to. It's just not going to work. We need to go forward. And that's what Uranus is asking for, for us in Taurus. Yeah, go forward. Yeah. Awesome. Wow. What a great talk. Thank you. Any any final words to um, before we wrap this up? The one last thing I just want to say, and this is totally like, this is this could be me projecting, but I definitely think it is appropriate um, as far as like, an antidote to some of the fear and anxiety of all the uncertainty in the future. And I, I believe Atuta did a video talking about this once, um, is, is curiosity, like to embrace curiosity. I've heard it from so many different spiritual sources too, that this is like a very wonderful like alternative when you're dealing with an energy that could be like, you know, what what where you don't know you know, like when I have a new astrology, like subject that I don't know a lot about, that's the thing I love the most. Yeah. Like it's my, my outrageous Gemini, but it's like the, the excitement of curiosity when, when you have like, you are going to, we are going to find out what's going to happen. We are going to all find out what's going to happen. Like, and, and we're actually in a co-creative part of making it happen. Exactly. That is the, the people that are curiously able to engage with that are going to be the ones that are going to have the most like executive brain functioning abilities to, to lead the way on what to do. So if you're in trouble or in a jam yourself or, you know, collectively try to get curious. And if you can't try to find somebody that is approaching it in that situation, um, because they will raise the vibration enough that you can ride that train to like uh, freedom instead of like, a panic attack, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then nothing lasts forever. That's the other thing I love about astrology is that nothing lasts forever. Everything, there's never a static point. And that's, we're at one of these points where it's like, okay, well, that thing that was kind of good for y'all, it's not going to last forever either. So let's move on to something else and it might be better, you know, but nothing lasts forever, good or bad. Right. As that Cartola says, this too shall pass. Even if you're like, oh, I'm having the best year ever. It's like, this too shall pass. It's like to, to not to hang, not to hang on to that the the impermanence of all things. Mm -hmm. And you know, too, when you just you you guys are just saying, you just inspired me. It's like when you were saying, Rachel, the um, Uranus. I think about um, self worth with Taurus, and and to me, it's almost like saying, don't don't ever underestimate how much of a genius you really are. And maybe with this Uranus retrograde coming up late August into January, it's, it's an opportunity for all of us to say, you know what, we are way more ingenious than we ever, I feel emotional saying this. It's like we are, we're more brilliant than we ever realized. And, and sometimes, in, um, sometimes in tragedy, it's, it takes tragedy or catastrophe in order to grasp that. And it's, it's unfortunate, but oh well, you know, be here now. And it, yeah, it's like, we are really, we have more ingenious aspects to ourselves, our brilliance. Maybe it takes that to unearth that brilliance. 
no yeah, pun like intended a, on earth <laughs> like a river right if a river is not moving what happens it's stagnant it's rotten it's it doesn't it doesn't do what it's supposed to do you know we need to keep that flow of time and change and and be more aware of what's happening yeah i remember when um when Uranus went into um, at zero Taurus, that's the exact, you know, the ingress, it was um, Kilauea erupted and mm -hmm. people with million dollar homes, all of a sudden it was just lava. They lost multi-million dollar homes. They had nothing but the clothes on their back, you know? And I remember hearing from people saying, you know, yeah, it was obviously traumatic, but because it's so sudden, right? There was no way to prepare for it, which is very Uranian, right? Just shows up out of nowhere. Um, in Yellowstone, the trickle, a trickle of water in hours became a raging river, you know, mm. but they said, you know, it really made us realize what's really important, you know, is it, is it these, these things, or like I said, the best things in life are not things, and it made us realize that, but I do yeah. think that this is going to give us an opportunity to feel, you know, we are way more ingenious than we ever realized. So yeah, absolutely. There's, there's my hope for this. These yeah, next few for sure. Coming together. Yeah. I am so glad we had this talk, girls. Yay. And I, I hope you can come back again. I know, Lindsay, you're going away for the summer. You're going to Italy. You could join us from Italy, right? As long as you... <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Italian subtitles. We'll do it. Right? <laughs> yes. We can uh, talk with my Italian mother-in-law. Now I can oh understand God. her better. <laughs> can you, do you, can you translate? We can have her on. I would love that. Your mother-in-law. Oh my God. This is fun. Oh, she's yeah. fun. She's a, she's a hoot. She's a hoot. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you so much. So like I said, um, iheartastrology.net medium.com rachel middleton r-a-c-h-a-e-l there's a there's an a in there and that's where you can find rachel's writing and um l natale astrology is and i have the links below so uh, jump on and if anything you just watch that sheet video but really seriously they're, they're all very juicy and very full of good good stuff so i appreciate all that you're doing and maybe we can do um one on on um we were talking about past lives so uh we could do another one on that so all right cool thank, thank you, you so for much. having us thank yeah. you all right bye Talk girls everyone thank you all for bye. joining um this podcast and we will see you all soon all right this is Irliana samsara star sound speaks starsoundastrology.com yay thank you all for listening bye-bye now